<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Thanks for joining us for another week of Take Two. The prodigal Jim DeBacchus is back from the campaign trail and Greg <laughs> the City beside him. And somehow they've missed each other so much that they're dressing the same now. Yeah, well, there you was no memo. This is just, uh, you know, where he's coming over. He's, he's decided he's had it with those people out That's there. That's right. He's coming over to the right. He's going to register as a Republican. It's all set. It's okay, all set. Let's talk about that. So the mayoral campaign did not go probably as you had liked and hoped. So well, what that, happened? That's kind of rude how she said that. I know. Oh, she said that. Okay. I was trying to Are think of a nice way to say okay. this. Yeah. But I'm happy to have you and have you concentrate more time on take two. What are your other plans for the future? Well, look, the voters, the voters spoke and, you know, I mean, I, it killed me when they, they gave me the results and it, it was really close, kind of. And I said, it's very yeah, close. we're not going to make up that many. I'm not going through this thing. I hate politicians that don't say, you know what? I can't make up this many votes with a number of out. I'm out and that's it. And, you know, people spoke and I'm happy to live with them. So what am I going to do? I'm going to spend some time in Mexico teaching at a, uh, a university there. That terrifies me. They wanted to know <laughs> all about Trump and See, what about uh, America. And you're going to teach them. People, this is disinformation. This is not They're right. asking me about the electoral this college. This is collusion. So I mean, you I had know. to get Google out because this is going to be who knows collusion. what that is. So all right, but you just spent some time in Mexico, so you relaxed. You Yep, ready to go. Had some margaritas. Next year, I'll be living in China for two months and in Mumbai. Um, I headed to Argentina for a month and a half to two months, and I'm going to have a great life is what I'm going to do. I was going to say, this sounds like a lot better life than City politics. council meetings? <laughs> yeah. can, I mean, I, can I just point out that whatever people decide to do in their future, yeah. I just don't see a safety net or a... You know, con uh, Constellation Pride, anywhere close to what Jim is describing here. The awesome here, things you're going to do. It's uh, a little bit, you know. All right. Well, I'm excited for you to live La Vida Loca. Um, I'll be interested to hear how your lessons go down there. Is Thank It's you. a university you're going to be teaching at? Yeah, it's a state university. All right. So, well, I'm, I, it, but it's going to be, it, they wanted... They wanted me to teach like regular semesters, but I don't know how to get exams. You don't know how to so it's going to be <laughs> two week kind of intensive. Okay, this is the American political system. So awesome. I'll invite you guys down. I think Jim's phone. Let's ringing. do it. Maybe this? we could do take two podcasts down there for. I'm sure they would love it. I I, I want to keep doing the podcast for right. wherever so, we are. So yeah, who's who's the bean counters? We got to get the budget ready for us to do some the on budget. Location okay, take two. I'll talk and see what we can arrange and see if we can go south of the border. Delta, are you fun. listening? That's right. right. All can, right. Awesome. Well, I am show. glad you are back. There's like always you. a chance if you want to run for governor, you could do that. <laughs> uh, we had Jeff Birmingham get into the race this week, and he has two. I know, right? He's a Utah County businessman, and he has $200,000 more than Lieutenant Governor Cox. So he's got a lot of money. He's got to work on the name recognition. Speaking of uh, the gubernatorial race, do you have anything you want to tell us or no? No, other than it's, it looks like an exciting race. It yeah. looks like I've, I've heard some rumored names. I hear uh, former Governor John Huntsman Jr.'s name has continued to be spoken about, and his entry into this race uh, for governor in an open seat would make it a tough race, but an exciting one. 
Uh, also, uh, Spence Eccles Jr., if you. Ooh. That is a, a, a name that is emerging in real time. That would make it. I, look, I think that Utah deserves a deep pool and a robust uh, Lots debate of options. and campaign. Sure. And so I think that that's good for the state. Uh, we don't see open seats very often. So I say come one, come all, whoever that may be. Awesome. But, uh, but look, Jeff Birmingham announced this week, and I think that he is well-funded. I think one of the highest percentage of or formulas for success nationally to run for governor is a self-funded business person. And so I think uh, anyone that would look past him would make a mistake to do so. I think uh, that there's been a lot of work up until this point, and the announcement is here, and I think you'll see a lot coming out of that campaign. And again, back to the original point, I think that's a good thing. Right, I know there's a lot of listening tours going on too, so we will It'll see how that goes. It'll be fun to see. I mean, it seems to me that it's Cox's biggest nightmare to have Huntsman in, because they're the progressive end, if there's such a thing, of the Utah Republican Party, and and as they're battling that way, it's going to leave it open for the guys more on the right, I suspect, and um, it should be a Donnybrook. Unfortunately, there is no Democrat. I mean, I'm not even hearing rumors about anybody that might run. I know a Democrat who's got some free time on his hands right now. <laughs> what no. I'm gonna, what I'm gonna, what I think is gonna happen: a bunch of us Democrats are going to change our registration, <laughs> and we're all gonna in block decide who we're gonna vote for at the last minute. And there's nothing the Republicans vote can in the do primaries? about it. Yeah. You could do it. I think you should register as a Republican. Hey, will I think you send me exciting. a picture of that registration card? I want, I want that. If and when that were to happen. Look, we're, we Democrats have no power over the governorship because we don't even have a candidate. Last time we had a great candidate with millions and millions of dollars, he got the same 30%. So it may be the time that Republicans rip up their Democrat card. Who cares? And we, in mass, make a pledge. We're going in, and as a block, we're going to vote as Democrats, and we will have a say about who's going to be the next governor. Otherwise, we end up with another loser like Gary Herbert for 10 years. <laughs> I, you look, really I like feel that strongly about him? Gary Herbert has been there 10 years. Nothing is, what is his legacy going to be? Nothing has happened on education. I mean, we're still 50th. Uh, give me some environmental stuff that he's actually done. Take a look at our public lands and see what's happened there. Yeah, we've had a good economy, but so has the rest of the country had a good Obama economy. Ten years sitting in the chair, and it's like, what has been accomplished other than to forever change the system of government in the state to pay for play? What Gary Herbert has done in raising money and in making a connection between money and policy and having all these phony conferences and having people pay up, that will be the lasting dark legacy of Gary Herbert because you can't point out anything that he's done well. Jim came back and he has no opinions. Uh, would you like to agree with him or do you think oh, that Governor Jim. Herbert has done a good job? <laughs> Look, you know there's how there's this healthy tension between the executive branch and the legislative branch. Yeah. I, I hail from the legislative branch. Only Jim DeBacchus could describe this governor in a way where I have to defend this man. Okay, <laughs> I, it, it wasn't even like my day job in the he legislature to do it. He does have high popularity. But I, but right I have to tell you this about this governor uh, and our state. We have seen incredible growth, economic growth. We have a challenge with population. We have large families. Seventy-five percent of our growth in the state of Utah comes from within. But that's Babies. the way it's always been. This yeah. isn't a new phenomenon for our state. Uh, this was happening, I would argue, before statehood in terms of the growth of the state. 
Uh, how do you manage that? These things don't happen by themselves in terms of how you manage a growing population with its infrastructure challenges, with its education challenges. I am not unsatisfied. In fact, I'm relieved at where Utah sits today, and I don't think that comes without strong leadership. However, I will say uh, that as we move forward, it's getting a little closer in here. It's getting a little more crowded, isn't it? It is. The infrastructure challenge, the challenge of growth. My daughter that's a, a junior at UVU, I want her to find a job, to be able to stay here, to have a family, to be close by with me. If we don't get our arms around the infrastructure challenges of the state, water, roads, even our workforce, being able to see that people can stay here, we're not just going to go into mediocrity. We're going to go into a decline. And so that kind of leadership, I think, will be maybe a new era, something a little bit harder than what we have seen up till now. Yeah, infrastructure is a real issue. I know just in the Salt Lake County area, looking at Bangor that should have probably built wider in the first place when it was done, there's a lot of vision that needs to go on. So we're going to talk about that more in the uh, future. The governor, though, has called a special session on your favorite topic, medical marijuana. This one, though, is I've seen a lot of people upset that this is happening. They're thinking that the legislature is going to tear it further away from what the people voted on. My understanding is this session might actually bring it closer to what people actually voted on yep. on the actual ballot. So there was, you know, we sought common ground. I think we arrived okay. at that. But we always understood that in something as uh, transformational or something that has never been done before, you know, states taking on uh, medical cannabis, it's, it is against the Controlled Substance Act, all of it. And if someone says that there's a part that's not, yeah. let's just be honest, let's be intellectually honest, not only is medical cannabis uh, breaking the, the federal law, but certainly in Colorado and Nevada and California where recreational marijuana is legal, that, I would argue, is even a greater, more flagrant violation of federal law. And we have tried to do our level best to find ways to protect public safety while providing access. But we knew when we did this, as you get into this, as long as we were doing it together with a commitment to provide that access in a safe way, there would be, there would be lessons learned. And is, if we are working together, and I think that's an example of what's happening here, you can come together in a special session and find and overcome the hurdles that might uh, be there that you didn't see when you were bringing this compromise together. But the spirit of, of finding common ground still exists, and I think that Utahns, should uh, should take note and find that to be a good thing. And my understanding is the state was going to have these dispensaries where everything went out from, and I think it's going to be more private now. Is that a good thing? Jim, for this you was know? not. This isn't a comedy section. Did you Don't any, laugh. Did you that was true. Before you I just poured my heart out. The in people that. went and voted. And the yes. government and the governor and the legislature, they hated it. They don't want medical marijuana. They hate it. And they were contemptuous. No. And they got together and had a compromise among the people that hated it all along. <laughs> and they came up with a compromise. And suddenly, a year and a half later, they discover, oh, my gosh, this is against federal law. We better have another compromise and bring it all together. What the hell? Why weren't they listening to us way back when? And instead of being down the road a year and a half, suddenly they figured all this out. These people were against it from day one. They've stayed against it. They're against it now. They have roadblock after roadblock after roadblock. It's going to be years, I predict, before one patient is helped while they're off. Blah, 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 blah. This is a bad system, and it, and it shows just how contemptuous our elected representative are toward the will of the people that didn't say, oh, do something about it. They said, pass this bill. Okay, and so I let's talk about some of the issues awful. that are coming up. This week in the news, there was a mom who had her children taken away from her 
for reasons of, I think, some problems in the marriage. She has her children back. She's taking CBD oil, as I understand it, because she has pain. But in her blood test, it's showing up that there's slight amounts of THC, which is against the law. We've talked about the fact that federally that's not something that's okay. The judge is trying to go by the rule book and say, I'm sorry, we're taking your kids away. But there's an argument now, and they're going to hopefully try to work this out in the legislature where they're like, okay, there's got to be some spirit to the law. What do we do? Because this is a mess. I mean, So we did. We contemplated when we worked on this, when I was in the legislature, that we did not want people, the unintended consequences as we create this structure, it, it, people fall out of compliance. And so there was language in the bill to, to try and remedy that. Clearly with this judge's decision, uh, there needs to be even in greater attention and, and, and uh, work t- put towards that. That's an unintended consequence. I just want to say this. It wasn't just people that didn't like medical cannabis yep. that got together. You had the people that authored the very uh, referendum that were part of the group that came together. And that was a transparent process that before the election even took place at the beginning of October said, there is common ground here. Many people that I heard voted for Prop 2 to make sure that the agreed upon compromise would pass. I remember being uh, speaking with Jim, my friend, and we were talking about how should you vote? Should you vote against it because you have the compromise or should you vote for it because you found this common ground? And it was Jim's position that if you wanted to hold the legislature's feet to the fire with the agreement, you should vote for that, uh, that referendum. So what I'm saying is you can't glean the intent of every voter when you've been transparent to show that there's common ground between both sides having been found. What we have is what we said we would have. We would bring together the sides so that not one side would be acting in a disingenuous way, contrary to what Jim believes. I think you have a collaborative process now that you would not have had if there had just been a bill uh, without any kind of that conversation ahead of time. Are so. you being disingenuous, Jim? The governor and legislative <laughs> Republican leaderships and, frankly, some Democrats, they gamed the system. They were against it. They fought it. They had years to come up with their own plan. Finally, when it became clear that it was going to get on the ballot and it was going to pass, pass yeah. they sat down with a compromise. And the compromise was, if it passes, we decide. If it doesn't pass, we decide. Baloney. It's, it's all this time later. Do you, can you give me the name of one doctor, Greg, that right now, if you're suffering, you can go get uh, a prescription now while the legislature has set up this crazy no, well, Goldberg Jim, thing? I see and other major uh, health care yeah. providers have said, and they're not called prescriptions, they're recommendations, oh, but right. they have said, you can recommend. And, but and I think has, that that is, give me the name of a doctor who's making recommendations. I we even had them testifying in committee. There were doctors that came and testified. So I imagine, I don't know, I haven't seen their recommendations as they've been made, but given that we saw the interest of physicians in our state to do it, and given that other states who have that same requirement as Pennsylvania does, have engaged in, in that. Well, it's even, a secret. So, and then what if they do What if they do give that and somebody's walking down the street and is caught with it in their blood? I mean, the legislature may have found a way to drag this out and fumble it more and be less transparent, but I don't know how they would have. It's, it's legal, it's though, to have horrendous. it in your system and have it on you if it's only the amount you'd have. There's a dosable from, amount, and you'd have to have a, right? a doctor's recommendation.
Let's try it. Today, I want you to right go to now, the doctor today. between now and next We're week. We're going to make this Jim the guinea pig. Give we me the this. name of a doctor. Okay. Somebody well, any, anyone in the IHC me the name system, of a doctor. Anyone in the IHC system can. But they're so not they, doing it. I know. So Even that's though their try. company says they can, they don't feel protected. So what kind of medical problem do you have do you, you think you could get it for? Mental. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he said it. I didn't. But I suspect I'm it all I'm just saying. Along. All right. If anyone is listening to us and you have a doctor where you have a bona fide problem where you're saying, I would like this, and you You've either been given the recommendation for it or said, sorry, you're going to have to have opioids instead. Let us know, because I really would like All to right, know. I, would, I personally go to a doctor that prescribes herbs, um, and I haven't asked for it yet. I should have. I was just at my um, yearly physical, and I should have just asked to see if that was one of my options, and I didn't even think of it. So now I'm feeling very disappointed in myself. <laughs> All right. Me too. I would I think, and if you do, I think it, one of the dosages should be right before the show. Right before the show. See how that, All right, see how, how that, that plays out on TV. Yeah. I think you're still not supposed I'll to be try using it. that at work or while you're I driving. Think, yeah. If I need one of those medical things, I don't know that I do, but if I did, I would I would try it on the podcast and see see how it affects me because I've only tried it that once and it didn't work very. I mean, nothing that, really happened. That made a little news. That was fun. That was yeah. fun. You didn't feel like relaxed or happy or pain free. Nothing or, really. I don't know. I, don't know. I, I think found I didn't him. Take I found him eating Cheetos out of the bag. He couldn't get <laughs> enough of them. It was really weird. How many gummies did you eat? Just one. I don't know if that's enough. I've never done like marijuana. Apparently, it's not. For a fat guy like me, it's apparently not. But okay, right. I don't okay. think you're fat. I actually right. think you're coming back. You're looking very sleek. Thank you. All right, it's a podcast. People can't see, but you can imagine Jim looking all sleek in his suit right now. Greg's looking pretty fancy too. Thank all right, um, let's talk well. about. This is one of Jim's issues he brought in today. I didn't even know this was happening, but apparently, ten states, including the state of Utah, are now backing a gun maker's. Um, backing a gun maker in an appeal case with Sandy Hook Elementary where all of those kids in the elementary were killed. The idea here is that the lawsuit's trying to hold the gun maker responsible for the shooting of these children. Should gun makers be held responsible? Yes. Give me a reason why we should have those assault weapons that were conceived and are good for one thing, and that is killing the enemy on the battlefield. Give me a reason why the whole machinery of the industrial complex that makes millions and millions of dollars off of that shouldn't be held responsible. Just like those guys that are selling um, the opioids, corporations have responsibilities for the products they sell, whether it's vaping or whether it is tobacco. If you're selling a machine whose purpose is to kill people and send off explosions inside of children in an elementary school, yes, you should have some responsibility. And there, with Mississippi and Alabama and Tennessee, is Sean Reyes proudly, for all the political life there is, standing against the parents at Sandy Hook and for the people that create those vicious machines of war. Of course, Utah should not be part of that. And as part of a long pattern Sean Reyes has had to jump into lawsuits and waste Utah taxpayers' money. No, he should not be allowed to do that. So I had not heard until uh, Jim showed me this article that yes. uh, they are working. So the NRA in these 10 states are trying to help makers Remington, right, of this um, weapon. Mm -hmm. Is this a good idea? Does no. It I, look, Jim just explained why he's for that. He hates guns, and he wants to have them uh, confiscated, uh, banned, made eliminated. And it's a nice end run to try and get to that. If you can get to the to the manufacturer who makes them, it's it's a great 
uh, strategy politically, but it's it's not one you could ever carry it forward. And if you drove in a truck or car to rob a bank or commit a crime or commit harm, would would Chevy be in charge? Would be liable for that? Would the car maker be? What about the internet? If the Democrats believe that there was all this manipulation with on Facebook and everything else, so is Facebook guilty of treason because it was the very vehicle that they used to to manipulate the public, which I don't believe is the case as, as they do. But again, if someone's accessing something on on the internet. That they shouldn't be, that, or that would create harm. Are you going after the internet providers? Of course you are not. This isn't a st- this isn't a strategy that you could carry across the crimes and the things that we don't want to see happen in this country. You can't lay it at the feet of car manufacturers, internet providers, even gun makers. There is no Matt, there's is no there correlation. Any, to that. Matt is there now with the entire Utah delegation going? Let's ban, ban those vapes. They're bad. Their products are bad. Nope, we're doing it away with it. Do you stand with the vape companies that no, they no, shouldn't, it's, they that's, shouldn't that's be a good banned question. and they shouldn't? Look, Look you've got an emerging market. Where your product is so bad where it, it has no socially redeeming value whatsoever, like assault weapons that are used in elementary school shootings where 22 little 5, 6, 7-year-olds were mowed down where you say, you know what? No! You can't have it. You yeah, can't build no one, it anymore. No one would argue about what happened there and our and our resoluteness to not ever see that happen again. Then stop but making AK-47. If, if you thought that stopping the, the manufacturing of and the selling of those weapons would eliminate these crimes that you're describing, you might have a case, but let me tell you, there are 300 million guns in this country. Let's say that you go to D.C. and you guys write a flowery bill that says, no more, we don't let any more be made, we want to buy back, we're going to take them all back, we're going to confiscate them. Do you honestly think the 300 million guns in this country disappear? And if they don't, what kind of government would you like to see that goes and finds those weapons I'm not 300 and, and takes million. them away? How many AK-47s are out there? To the very case you're making about the, the horrific crimes that people have committed, what you're talking about doing, going after manufacturers or all these things, it will not have the measurable let's try it. Uh, prevention you that you're talking lawsuit? about. So here's it a question. Won't. If the lawsuit were different and let's say an AK-47 was not used at Sandy Hook or wherever the lawsuit was going on and somebody brought in, let's say, multiple handguns, would you support a lawsuit still or would it be different because they weren't Oh, it's different. War? I mean, there, there is there's some logical reason on on allowing people to have handguns and sporting weapons and the other there's no reason those assault weapons ought to be available at, at a whim australia had this problem and you know what it's the size of they texas, did away with it I mean, exactly it's, it's the size people. of texas and they did away with it what is your solution, Greg? What What are you guys going to do? You're just going to you just can't wait till we see it no, I, happen you know, in I Utah. That, I, There's an assault weapon, okay. and it's our kids. Greg, I'm glad you asked. Here's <clears> the answer: <throat> uh, If someone drives drunk, we don't sue Jack Daniels for that person driving drunk. However, if the person was at the bar and they were overserved, they you were could served go past, after you the could server. go after them. Yeah. If there are if there are liability laws where the the way people get get their guns. That person commits a crime and there was not a thorough check or there wasn't. We have these on the book. If, if something was done in a way where people had these weapons or these guns and then a crime was committed, you can go back and look at how they've got those. And I think there can be liability for that. And I think with the technology today, if I had a gun, we talk about the gun, the gun show loophole. Some of that is logistics, but I've, I think we're going to get to a place with technology where I wouldn't want to sell my gun. If I knew that if I sold my gun to a stranger, 
if I had one and I wanted to sell it, that if they committed a crime with that, there would be a liability on me if I did not go through a certain process. There will be, in the years to come, the desire for the buyer and the seller to clear themselves of legal liability, to go through that process, even through technology, to make sure that those bill of sales have gone through that scrutiny. You're going to do that. Will it stop it entirely? No, because you have criminals that have never considered any of these legal ways of getting guns that will continue to be criminals. That will always happen. But for the law-abiding citizens, who are the far majority of those that own guns, law-abiding citizens, we will find greater and greater ways to make sure that we are buying them and we are protecting ourselves from legal liability in the event of a crime being occurred with, with a handgun. Which or reminds me of something that yeah. happened in the news this week. Uh, Laura McCluskey, the student who was shot and killed by her once boyfriend, a strange boyfriend at the University of Utah, the person who loaned the gun to the shooter is now on probation for three years, a judge deciding to hold them accountable for giving that right they had where they'd been approved to I, have I this gun and giving it to I someone else. I think things like that ought to be paid attention to, and there ought to be accountability. Does that help? Being... Jim's rolling his eyes. Okay. He I'm, just I mean, likes banning. Ban assault weapons, period. Go after the manufacturers, have buybacks, get them off the streets, save the children, and keep the other 299,599,000,000 guns. But assault weapons, give me a break. Okay, we've been over-vaped this week, and I actually told you we weren't going to talk about it, but since you brought it up... Um, Obviously, this is an issue where people want gun control. Even here in Utah, a new UtahPolicy.com poll shows that 56% say the federal government should ban all assault-style weapons. 32% oppose the ban. 59% also want Congress to ban high-capacity magazines. Just 30% disagree. So people are looking for change there. But Congress isn't taking it up. But Congress is all of a sudden taking up vaping. Should we be getting rid of vaping or should we just concentrate on guns right now? Vaping, especially with strawberry and candy, cane and... Just seems creepy to me. I just. Um, I know, but Utah you know. kids love them. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm so but confused. This is what I don't understand because I'm not disagreeing with what Jim just said, amazingly, but I can't <laughs> keep track of left of center lobbying for recreational marijuana that will have all kinds of flavors to them. They will have dispensaries that have every kind of cotton candy or flavor that you'd want under the sun. At the same time, losing sleep or getting angry about vaping that could taste like candy. Can we just be consistent? I don't know how we legalize marijuana over here. We ban super big gulp or 44-ounce drinks Those over on this side. How we get <laughs> mad about vaping but we're good about... Just pick a path, man. I'm just saying, look, it's and as far as vaping goes, you know, secondhand smoke has been said to to cause cancer. It's, it's ca to cause lung cancer. If we can find a way in an emerging market with vaping, I'm not... I'm not, a, I'm not promoting vaping per se, but I cannot keep track of where water vapor is eliminating the carcinogens and the, and the smoke and the secondhand smoke, that this is the worst thing that's ever happened. When I, I think if you could find a safe way for that to be done instead of smoking, net net, we're going to have a healthier society for it. But I think the emphasis would be what is really safe. It's so new, this vaping uh, industry, that I think that we don't have or possibly could not have the safeguards around it. So we got to do something there. But... Let's not just lose our minds over this when we're fighting for medical cannabis, recreational cannabis, uh, other things. It We've just seems a bit distorted. What about secondhand gummy bears? You don't hear a lot about that. <laughs> There's all a dangerous. piece laying there. You didn't know where it came from. And you you know, popped okay, it. I mean, I was reading a little when I was away in, in Mexico. All right, you got to tell a quick story because I'm okay, told almost out of time. Right, it'll be quick. And Thoreau came up. 
And Thoreau said, consistency is the hobgoblin of little minds. I heard this. So that's all I'm saying. You know, all right, you're right. There's no consistency to it. But Just because Thoreau said it doesn't make it true. I think consistency <laughs> right, right. is actually a nice quality. Yeah. I do. Especially <laughs> in the law, right? It is yeah. lovely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's evenly practice. Treat yourselves it. nice. You know. Go get yourself a candy cigarette. You know, they had back in the 80s. Oh, do they yeah. sell those anymore? Probably. Maybe. Not in Utah. No, probably not. Liquor Online. stores only. <laughs> Straight sugar is not good for you either. We have truly missed Jim. This I know, is seriously. I feel like I need to drink some stuff. caffeine before Jim comes here because I'm like, whoa, I feel like I'm dragging compared to you. So oh. I'll have what you're having. We're glad you're so back. So good to be here. And yes. we would like to thank everyone Welcome who filled back. in for Jim while he was gone. Yes. So thanks yep. for sticking with us. House. Thanks for being back. And have a great weekend, everyone. We will be back to debate with more caffeine next Friday.